You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's going on, Growers Do Grow Show? Coming at you here on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, I don't know why I say what day it is. Are you there, Scotty? Yo, I'm back from the dead, homie. Yeah, you got a little bit of love in the uh, producers put your name in the title of last yeah, show. I did listen, by the way, while I was catching up my garden at 3 a.m. yesterday. Thanks for the uh, the tough guy tummy ache shout out, man. <laughs> Good looking out, brother. Mr. Reels is back, guys, if you don't know. <laughs> We're coming at you. Actually, we're coming at you both. Uh, both of us in studio out of Fort Collins Way to Grow today. And uh, let me give you a little preview of the show here, man. We got what's growing on coming up, a bunch of good information, a little bit of news on Scotty's end. Um, I saw some awesome uh, homemade type of feed chart recipe I'm going to get into. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in our grows, what we've been smoking a little bit lately. Of course, yeah. I'm almost forgetting Recharge It Up. That's where we... Uh, bring you the show's official product and do a little grow discussion on it. So uh, I think right off the bat, man, we should roll into uh, what's been growing on. So let's let's sling that let's sling that song in here, guys. We'll be right back with what's growing on. This is the Dude Grow Show. Be in a minute. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Recharged up and feeling right It's time to answer questions About growing weed without the hype We've got to plant the seeds today To make all my stoner homies say yeah, yeah Oh, what's growing on? What's growing on? All right, all right. I said we'll be in a minute, man. I guess that uh, the vape pen's working all right. Uh, so what's growing on, man? I think I'll let uh, Scotty get into this here since he was absent last show. And yeah, what have you been up to, man? <laughs> Yo, I was absent, but I was still working a little bit, man. I got the O2 Grow Guys on the phone. Uh, remember I was talking about that uh, uh, electrolysis uh splitting of the water molecule in slow down let me get on my notepad <laughs> into hydrogen and oxygen the hydrogen you know just goes off into the air and uh, the oxygen stays into your uh in, in your reservoir man and it was really neat talk to the guy that had the technology and he was he was just explaining how it works man it was really impressive man. so you caught i know you you caught an interview and you said that you're going to uh 
<clears throat> cut it up or whatever for but i do want to know like in a nutshell i don't know anything about this product other than it sounds like it leaves the uh oxygen in the water versus narrowstone where you're, i mean yeah, it oxygenates man. your nutrient solution more well here's what i learned man okay so when you're starting with uh, air, you know, when we're taking an air stone, we're pumping it first of all, so that pump makes heat. That pump takes a lot of of uh, energy to run, or a decent amount of energy. Uh, what's happening is that pump is only pumping. However, it's pumping air. It's not pumping oxygen. We're trying to get oxygen into the water, but the air we breathe is about twenty one percent oxygen. It's you know mostly nitrogen. Uh, so. If we're starting, it really reminded me of the same thing. It kind of, I was drawing a parallel to the uh, Spectrum King guys, because I'm thinking that when when we're talking oxygen, we're, we're talking, you can either start pumping with an air stone at 21%. You know, you've got 21% oxygen in there. So, you know, that's not a hell of a good playing field to start with. When you When you split an oxygen, when you split a water molecule, you're getting uh, two parts hydrogen, which just goes off. It's the lightest atom there is. It just goes off and, and dissipates into the air. And you're getting uh, one pure oxygen molecule. And that's in the water. I mean, you're dividing that from the water. Well, I see here, and to put it in dudes, you know, sum up. It, it, High Times did some testing here with dissolved oxygen meters. And uh, they had a good article on it. Yeah, right over at hightimes.com, man. I'm actually going to... Uh, you know, I've got a a page I'm doing right now. I hope it's up by the time this releases, but it's uh, dudegrows.com slash o2grow. Were you able to ask him? I, I wanted to know mainly, I'm not a hydro grower. I understand aerating your reservoir and having <clears throat> more dissolved oxygen in it is better. But for somebody that's just mixing up their, whatever, 30 gallons of nutrient solution and then, you know, watering in their soil or soilless media, what's the advantage there? Yeah, man, this guy, it was interesting because this guy wasn't a grower he was, he actually, this technology comes from live wells for fish. You know, this guy's, you know, made his money on Skeeter bass boats and all that stuff <laughs> because they had then turn in those bass tournaments. He told me one of those bass tournaments, a half million dollars is one of the prizes in that thing. And you get penalized if your fish shows up dead. You know, if, if you, so people are using this device to keep their live wells oxygenated for, that, that's what the big technology is. And then they, you know, he, you know, started ranking on Google for it. And then all the weed growers started calling them and actually not the weed growers. It was the, uh, university guys, the guys that are be, you know, that are studying this, the hydroponics, uh, hydroponic production in universities. Yes. Yeah, so when you get the university guys involved, it's serious. Well, they all started saying, and then the university guys were like, dude, you don't know what you got here, man. You need to be marketing this to the, the high value indoor crop market. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just in their infancy. I mean, so interesting interesting product uh, the guy is definitely not you know his guy's name's dennis really cool guy he's an inventor you know definitely not a grower but he came out here what about three weeks ago i think he came out here a couple weeks before cannabis cup out to denver and hooked up with a few pretty big growers and the results he said that they're getting are really uh you know, I don't want to say spectacular, but they're noticeable. I mean, I remember when I used to run deep water culture and I would put, uh, you know, 
a regenerative blower, like a one horsepower regenerative blower and a couple air stones, big, you know, silica air stones, really good quality stuff. When I would have that going and I would be cleaning those air stones every 10 days, I'd be soaking them in the muriatic acid and all that meant my performance went up huge. I was able, as long as everything stayed running, it was a lot of maintenance and, you know, God forbid you kicked a hose out or something, you were screwed. But as long as everything stayed running, man, that bitch performed like a dragster. You know, <laughs> that was a that that was a that was a good time in Scotty's life, man. <laughs> well, I'm gonna steal if I can high time summary here. And like I said, I think Scotty's gonna gotta get together his the interview that'll come out here within a week uh, as well. But they said that some stu- some studies showed an increase in yield with peppers and strawberries grown using super oxygenated water. Hell yeah, key I being some studies. On the other hand, a study done on hydroponically grown lettuce showed that only a minimum level of dissolved oxygen was necessary to keep the lettuce alive, and extra did not improve overall growth. So sure. in the well, end, they say your type of setup will ultimately, ultimately dictate how much oxygen you need. But you can't compare weed to lettuce, man. Yeah, it's no, I hear you. It's different, man. Lettuce is fucking easy to grow, man. You go grow lettuce on your windowsill with very little. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, like I said, off the bat, I mean, seeing this, if I was running a reservoir that i changed out once a week i'd be running this product i gotta get i gotta i gotta dig into them and figure out exactly if it's worth it to run in nutrient solution that i'm just going to be using right away i was skeptical about that as well so you know i wanted to just test one of these products you know i wanted they're they're sending me a 2020 unit which is enough i believe with the two uh you know two uh, probes or whatever you want to call them um that you know the things that actually sit in the water i think it's enough to do like 40 gallons of water um, and in only a few hours too, which is cool. 40 gallons of water is what it'll get to its maximum oxygenation saturation or something is what you're saying. Yeah. It takes, I think three hours to oxygenate. Uh, I think it was 40 gallons of water with the, with the two probes in it, you know? So it's, it's interesting. And it's not meant to run all the time. You run it for like, you know, maybe three hours a day something like that. If you're going to water once a day or three hours before you water, and I don't know, it just seems neat, man, to have super oxygenated, super aerated water. Uh, yeah, I see value in that, man. And to not have all those bubbles and not, not have all that water movement too. I, I, yeah, I think, I think there's something to it, man, just to trap oxygen in there. And I'm wondering, I'm having a, you know, I'd love to be able to keep my recharge in, in a reservoir for four or five days. You know, but right now, if I do that, it gets funked up. Uh, I'm going to do some experiments with this and see see what we can do keeping recharge. You know, I'll have to send some water samples out to, to, to my uh, formula. down. It's man. not recharged up just yet, man. Just yet. <laughs> what else you got growing on, man? What else you got? Oh, shoot, man. I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff going on, man. Bunch of stuff, man. Um, dude, I've been uh, working using that Guardian. I don't know if I've been talking to you all about that, but they're kind of having a little coming out party with that. That's that kind of cinnamon smelling spider mite stuff I was telling you about. The spider mite, yep. uh, we'll call it a pesticide. It's totally organic. Leaves your room smelling like cinnamon, man. But I've been using that stuff. But about once a week, I'll throw it in my foliar. And, uh, Is it in that fancy bottle like I mentioned last show? Is it in a bottle that makes it look like it's avid, but it's not? You know what I mean? No, it's not. No, I, okay. I don't think so. I don't know. I've only gotten some samples uh, uh, from from the creator of it. I know now that they are uh, you know, starting to distribute it. I'm actually going to take a look if Waitergo has it or not. I'm not sure, but a real cool knockdown, man. You know, Dude, I mean, everybody's, I mean, everybody's jumping on board with the botanical oils now for mites, and I'm not saying... 
that all products are the same by any means. I mean, Ed Rosenthal's been doing it for quite a while now in his products as far as zero tolerance. It's got cinnamon and it's got um, some other, maybe rosemary, but regardless. And you'll see a plethora of products uh, on the shelf now that are all derivatives of botanical oils. And, you know, for me, it's like just pick which one is, you know, good for you. Uh, but yeah, I'd like anything that smells Christmassy and nice. And, but then again, you can't use the ones in bloom. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I just sprayed this shit in bloom. I sprayed this. Sh- How far into bloom? Uh, I, it is an experiment, man. That's what I mean when you're a hobbyist grower, man, dude, cause I already got, I, I harvested, I've got these candy lands that are coming out and they're coming out so fucking fast. I've never seen anything like it, man. It's like, a, not that I, I really have seen something like it, but I haven't played with something like this in a long time, man. I mean, seriously, 47 days from the time you put this thing in the flowering, you're like, all right, I'll pull it out, man. You know? Yeah, that's, man, do you so, have good yield? No. <laughs> no, the yield is terrible, man. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, I mean, these things come out, and I mean, I guess it's just a, a real kind of commercial maybe for a sea of green or something like that i think if you were to put these in three gallons as far as for a commercial grow and just jam them really close together you'd get your yield up but i'm, I'm putting them in a system that's meant for you know i'll put it this way i had it right next to this huge honey banana that i just yielded and that honey banana was like you know the size of a freaking i don't know size of like a 400 pound person man you know it was literally like one of those those washing machine plants looks like the size of a washing machine but uh man the <laughs> the uh, uh candy land looked like a bouquet of flowers man <laughs> i mean it was that big of a difference so does this guardian play well with if you're using beneficials do you know well i mean i think uh i think it's gonna kill everything that's on there i think afterwards if you use beneficials you'll be all right you know like there's no reason i don't think there's a ton of residual but i think it does kill the uh the mites and uh, i believe it kills the eggs too which is is pretty cool i like it i like it we don't have any official pest control products of the show because i'm usually using an arsenal of them you know so i can chip pick and choose yeah i've been using this one uh he's a a buddy of mine mike he's on the nectar for the gods growers group and he's a a store owner he's a grow big hydro out in uh, mckenzie park illinois and it's just cool guy man wealth of information and you know, just like I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's got one of these products that's out there uh, trying, trying to get everyone to use it because he knows it's good. Well, he, he's got something cool that he's trying to get everybody to use too. So, I'll fig- figure out, I'll, I'll throw him some love, man. He's a good guy. Word, word. You got a little news here to cover? Man, I do. Man, I do. I'm not I, so sure. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's just a bummer, man. But I don't know. The, uh, Jr. Token, a good buddy, man. Always uh, throwing some great content our way and. We usually try to keep it positive, but this one was just so fucking jaw-dropping that I figured we'd talk about it. You know, it says in 2012, this is from, you know, we, we have the uh, we, we have the, uh, the the article up on DudeGrows.com, but it's DEA agents, or I should say I'll get it up there before <laughs> Dude just gave me a dirty look <laughs> before the show ends. But uh, it's, it's a DEA agent leaves man in cell for five days for, with no food or water, and and uh, the DEA agent gets a slap on the wrist. It's basically this uh, 23-year-old college student, Daniel Chong, which he's guilty of having a, a stoner's name, was at a friend's apartment in San Diego smoking pot when a heavily armed DEA stormed the apartment and took Chong and several other people into custody. 
Uh, now this shit happens, man. I seen, you know, I've I've heard of this happening in South Florida. Chong was taken into a DEA holding cell at the local DEA office, then forgotten about, according to Huffington Post. And I mean, for real, man. I mean, spent homeboy spent five days in a windowless DEA holding cell without food or water. Screamed several times for help as he heard people walking in the building. But his screams were unanswered, and he drank his own urine to survive and bit into his own glasses to carve a goodbye message to his mother in his arm. And fortunately, Chong was found dehydrated and near death and taken to an intensive care. He survived and eventually won $4.1 million settlement from the DEA. Now, but here's what I've seen this over and over again, man. Uh, the six DEA agents responsible for Chong's incarceration received only mild punishments, the most severe of which was a seven-day suspension. Well, they probably just got distracted, man. Sometimes you just forget about certain things. Dude, yeah, <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, when you know people that work in those, like I knew this one guy, man. He was the assistant manager of Taco Bell, and he he was like his girlfriend was kept on bugging him. When are you going to get that jail at the prison? When are you going to come on, man? And he told me, he's like, I just don't know how to type up a resume. And finally, after about six months, he got his, he got his girlfriend typed up his resume and he walked in and he immediately got hired uh, to work at the prison. And uh, I wouldn't want this guy as my prison guard. I barely, <laughs> I barely wanted to drink beer with this guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's just, uh, it's it just the point is that, like I said, when I was 19, I got locked up for smoking a joint at a party. You know, cops came to the party. <laughs> And that was that was you know I was in the cop car and and in jail for a while. Um, it's bullshit, man. And this shit's got to change, man. These laws are ridiculous. We even heard uh, uh, it wasn't a Doctor Tom that was just you know these are aren't these aren't really like you know Birkenstock wearing hippies here. Doctor Tom's a PhD that's that's that heads global sales for Growmore. I don't know. He might wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> he might wear something in his spare time. <laughs> But uh, even, you know, he's like, you know, hey, we got to stop this. We got to change these laws, man. I mean, everybody's down at this point, man. So I really, I guess I just want to just bring attention to this shit. So hopefully we can stop it from ever happening again. I know we won't, but the more attention we draw to things like this and the more we, we demand justice, uh, just the, the, the I, don't, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I don't even know if it will do anything, but. Yeah, definitely will, man. We got things changing. I got this big buffer here, of course, sitting in Colorado, so I'm not really sure how it is still when somebody is in Des Moines pulled over and they have an eighth with them or something. And I know I'm hoping they don't go to jail, but... Yeah, um, but the DEA is, you know, is federal, man. When they get, get their sights set on you, good luck, man. True that. All right, well, I'm changing <laughs> it up because that's, yeah, it's half bumming me out, man. All right, man. Uh, All right, come on, man. Yeah, what's what's the dude got growing on here? What's going on, dude? A few things, man. Definitely, uh, I was rolling in, yes, uh day before yesterday over to one of the way to grows, helping out a guy, a friend of a friend, up setting up a 10 lighter. We think a 10 lighter, though. We got to get the, the footprint put out for the, uh, he's going to do the, he's got real high ceilings, so he's going to do the double-ended um, bare bulb, no air cooling setup. Looking at multiple light setups. Originally rolled up in there and said, "Hey man, we definitely think we're going to roll with the Gavitas." And I said, "You know what? Like we can't get you any Gavitas for a while because there's so many people setting up here in Colorado. Like currently, it's it's hard to get your hand on Gavitas, which is crazy. I mean, we are surpassing what Gavita can put out for demand, which I still don't think is sustainable. 
in my eyes, what's what's going on with climate-controlled greenhouses, outdoor growth space. But, I mean, there's no sign of it slowing down here. People buying warehouses and buying 100 lights and just throwing them up. And then also, um, so we're in there trying to figure it out. We looked at Hydrofarm. Actually has a pretty cool setup that is a double-ended bulb as well that for a lot of reasons compares with the Gavita. I know if Yair was here, he'd, he'd have a mouthful for me different options but really it's not that one is better than the other and in, in my opinion from well, what's what i've seen pl man i thought pl, PL was- too man pl is really good pl looks like the fixture that you can basically hang up and uh just almost have a fire sp- sprinkler go off it's a very basic greenhouse solid fixture uh but we're leaning towards looking at these phantom double-ended because um there is definitely a lot of legitimate uh Science to them as well. Studies that have been done, they're, they're about $100 cheaper than the Gavitas per setup. So that's a big factor too, man. Once you start hanging up a grip of lights, that adds up quick. Yeah, no kidding. And they're currently totally available. So that's also a big factor, man, when you need your lights. Uh, so looking at that, but that was just kind of crazy to hear. I, I figured for sure I'd go up and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we have plenty of Gavitas. You know, how many do you want? But nope, everybody's buying them, man, and everybody's going, especially if you got ceiling height um and everything else to, to the bear bulb and even uh, uh temp needs todd neighbors seen a lot of guys hang up the uh, co2 and they're not dealing with co2 they're just doing constant air exchange with double-ended bear bulb lighting and they're hitting the yields they need to so wow that which, now that's interesting man because constant air exchange yeah you can certainly you can you can evacuate a lot of heat if you're just pulling crazy amounts of air out and just filtering it, all you got to do is run some of those big, you know, a bunch of those can 150s and you pull Yeah, it out. you nailed it. That's what we're going to do at this grow. That's probably going to be a 9 to 10 lighter, and we're going to have three uh, Max 6, or no, not even Max can, the uh, the old school, man, the Can HO uh, original metal housing fans. Three yep. of those are going to be the air uh, intakes. Dude, those Can HOs, not the Maxes, but the cans are pretty badass, man. I was actually... Uh, Helping it, there was. I was standing at Way to Grow, just chilling, and um, this guy just kind of looked a little bit clueless. But he was looking for fans, and he was looking, you know, he's going to buy the the green active air or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, and I was just like, Hey, what are you doing with that, man? Because I mean, if you're doing anything where the, where you're putting that fan under load, man, those active airs just don't last. Uh, yeah, like I said, not too bad for passive air, but man, you see. Yeah, the the original, not even the max, but the original fans, like we've always said, just last forever. Yeah. And the reason we're doing three of them is because we can only get six-inch holes to the outside, so we're going to do six-inch fans. Otherwise, I'd just do one larger fan and have right. it run out a, a duct to disperse air throughout the grow. I don't know what those are officially called. It's like ducting that has holes every so often, so when you're pushing air through it, it'll you know disperse it everywhere in your grow instead of having just an intake on one side of your room. Huh. So... Uh, but yeah, rocking that, learning. I've never installed, used, set up double-ended lighting, so it was cool to uh, go there. I got an email. You can just simply, if you're looking at setting up uh, the lighting rep north over there, he's got a, like a PAR, like it goes so in-depth, like a PAR program on his computer. You send him the room dimensions because these things don't throw light. Like when you're hanging 10 lights, it's not two rows of five perfectly situated like I'm used to doing with air co- air-cooled hoods. It's different for some reason. So I'll pass that information along as the process goes on. But hey, par is so fucking 2014, man. You know, it's all about <laughs> the McGree curve now, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely interesting stuff, though. So excited to see a double-ended light grow set up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll get there one day. But I just you know I haven't had the need yet, man. I got my 
conventional equipment still rocking, but I am getting, you know, when you do get a little bored, you got to start changing things up in the garden. It's true, man. It's it's what we're kind of doing now, man. We're experimenting. We report on, on our experiments, you know. Commercialism is gone, man. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm spraying that, that Guardian in week five and flowering, you know what I mean, on one of my plants, man. I'll see what happens if it tastes like... Uh, it tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> week five, man. It's not that. I wouldn't go past week five and definitely I'd be flowering for eight weeks then for sure. Uh, I but, don't know. Dude, this thing, like, I was like, do I cut it down a week early or do I spray it? That's fine. It's cinnamon dom- dominant is what the spray smells like. Is the room smelling like cinnamon? I'll let you know. I'll let you, a lot of these things break down under light very quickly. You know? Well, no, it sounds just that's why I mentioned Ed Rosenthal's product's been out for a while. And when you use it, you know, your your room smells like cinnamon for about a light cycle, and yeah. then it slowly starts to go away. Uh, but the, his his dilution rate is kind of screwed up on his product. It's a little strong. I, I cut it down almost by half for maintenance. So that's why I, was, I mean, Ed, you know, what's, I, your, what's the dilution rate? My, I, think I don't know. The, the Guardian's about, a, about an ounce per gallon, I want to say, something like that. Well, you figure out your, your Guardian, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, push mr rosenthal's stuff because he's the man so the yeah, guardian is just a copycat dude how dare you sir <laughs> all right That's so it, man. now i gotta get homeboy on the uh on the mic man i got a real quick uh crazy product scene segment here not really gonna apply to many of you guys but i ro- rolled into uh i don't get up here too much but the fort collins studio where you're gonna be hearing more of us from and way to grow is the first hydro store in america have you to carry a full-on four-cycle gas-powered atomizer handheld you know it looks like the end of a blower you'd hold and you it has a tank on the side that you straight up pour whatever you're using whether it be your guardian azimax neem oil full of core i mean this <laughs> gas a little, has a little cap on there that reads insecticidea yeah it's specific yeah, that's racialist dude <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the thing is awesome, guys. It's called a Hudson XP60 Power ULV sprayer, and man, I tell you, it's way too big for my garden. But just looking at it, I'd it's love way too to big use for it. Anyone's garden, and that's no. for outdoors. It's for a cow, you know, a, a big time outdoor grower. Is it what atomizes for. it if I'm saying it right to like 600? Is it microns? Dude, or I could use that on my bamboo farm, man. The thing is, the thing is <laughs> sweet. It makes like. Yeah, spreading spray look like not much work. Be great. So if anybody is a commercial grower or an outdoor grower, if you have a warehouse, you have a lot of space to spray. This thing is this is go to. It's four cycle too. It looks like so. I don't think it's going to be too too dirty if you want to run it indoors. Yeah, it's got its own carbon monoxide generator on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I just had to mention that the thing is super cool. Um, if you got a lot of work to do, retails for eighteen hundred dollar. So, Jesus, man, I still like that. Now, now my big, huge turbo uh, sprayer becomes the middle of the line one. I don't know, man, but I like that uh, black and white. I think it's by RL Flowmaster. Is that right? Maybe yeah. it's, oh, no. I think it's RL Leonard, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll check it out, man. There's a pallet of them right about ten feet away from us, but uh, it's like a 250, maybe you know, high 200s. Uh, it's this black and white. Looks like a pan, you know, panda colors and. That thing is the ultimate indoor fogger. I mean, I was talking, I thought it was Costa Mesa, Steve. I'm not really sure, but I was talking to one of the guys about it, and he was just like, literally, you fill that thing up, and you're done fogging, however big your room is. You're done fogging that thing in five, ten minutes, and you're done, and you didn't miss a drop. 
Yeah, I like that. That that that's the one with the wand. Like I've yeah. used that one outdoors, which is still pretty much almost too strong for an indoor setup. I mean, it's all how you know. You can actually just kind of stand. You can turn your fans off and just kind of stand in the corner with that thing and kind of up high. You have to clean your lenses afterwards, but just get the whole room. Like I said, you can even go underneath. Uh, yeah, underneath, like wh- like where you've cleaned up the bottom. You know, we always talk about trimming the bottoms out, where the bottoms are trimmed, and just spray up and get that whole bottom of the leaf with it. It's amazing. And if you try to do the same thing with you know a little Fogmaster Junior, you know, you're talking seventy nine dollars for the Fogmaster Junior, and you know two hundred and fifty dollars for this big thing. You know, the big sprayer though makes it freaking simple with the Fogmaster Junior. You're talking, you got like a little thirty two ounce you know reservoir dealio it's just completely different man yeah and don't forget to all the above mentioned atomizers to to add a little if you're using optic foliar's transport oh hell yeah man that works great in sprayers atomizers and is going to reduce i do i will say though if you are just starting to use it with a different product reduce the rate of that product such as i said you can use your transport at full rate which i think is 7.5 mils right uh per quart i believe and then uh as a max, I cut my rate in half. I used to do a teaspoon per quart. Now I'm only using a half teaspoon per quart. So, oh yeah, I mean it makes sense because you're getting more. You know, they're they're giving you the uh, the rate because they think a lot of it's going to roll right off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if they're accounting for you know a lot of it rolling right off and be and being on the ground or, or sitting on your soil, then you know I think you can, if if you're going to take something that holds that onto the leaf. I think you could use a considerable amount less. This is the same thing with mycorrhizae and, and recharge, man. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the uh, transport, I haven't, I've been tell, I told people a few shows ago, man, we got to get Dinesh on the show. That's Dinesh is like the, the hardest working man in, in hydro, dude. Like he's always somewhere repping and talking to people about his products at Optic Foliar. That's what Foyer, you got to so. do, man. Who else is going to do it if he don't, man? Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, if you do, if you guys shop at a hydro store and don't have it, you can, uh, um, it's distributed now through, um, oh man, your store will have access to it. Oh, Humble, Humboldt's uh, Wholesale, I believe, is a distributor also. But just nice. tell your store to get it. Or if you, you don't even deal with the store, just go hook up with Dinesh, man. Ho- holler at him on Facebook. He'll hook you up. He'll ho- and if he doesn't, say Dude Grows is pissed, all right? <laughs> tell him straight up. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's take a real. I, I got more to get into here, man. I got a hot feed chart I want to talk about with some products. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to request a break to uh, Bong Alert and then maybe some light up the jungle real quick. All right. So enjoy that, guys. We'll be right back. Yeah, man. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. The bong hitters in your area and voluntary defiance of federal, state, and local authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a bong hit emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official supply information, police scanner news, and emergency bong hitting instructions. This concludes this test of the emergency bong hit system. Jungle. I 
Feeling better. I'm feeling better. Yeah, you lighten up the jungle, homie. Oh, Axel. Oh, Axel. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's get into. Oh, I was. Uh. Again. I mean, not that I'm trying to be too dominant, but you know, this is where we're hanging out in the stores and what and whatnot. Uh, at the central store here in Colorado, a way to grow. And I walked in, and one of the salesmen was like, "Dude, our our your recharge has been working awesome with uh with our program." I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So they came up with like. I don't know if we came up with the name with the, of this yet, but this is like their house, you know, house nutrient program. Somebody comes in, even commercial growers are using it. They're saying, hey, steer us in the right direction. This shit isn't working for us. So what do you recommend? So they have uh, and they try to make it as simple as possible. And you can add whatever you want additive wise to this program. But this is your meat and potatoes that is working well from a guy with one light to guys that run it with 100 lights. And it's super simple. Yeah, I'm looking at it, man. Um, seven bottles I'm seeing there. Yeah, and I have I'll I'll get these sheets up to uh, definitely somewhere on dudegrows.com. I got to get a clear printout of the notes, but we'll go over some of the stuff here. So the products, your meat and potatoes, as Scotty says, is what? What do you got over there? The cocoa A and B, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're using my can of cocoa A and B. I mean this is all very similar to what I use right here, man. Yeah, can, can of cocoa A and B, which are not expensive products at all. Um, about ten dollars a liter retail for them, which you know, if you buy a five liter you know, jug of it, so really affordable stuff there. Good quality, very clean uh, A and B, and I don't know what their last feed chart or the latest feed chart is, but the one before was equal parts A, equal parts B. So that's what I use, man. I get great results by taking. Uh, I have a, a five hundred milliliter cup, and I pour a cup of A. Wait about ten minutes. Cup of B, and that's it. They have uh, straight up, man. They got their their veg. Well, here let's, let's tell the rest real quick. We yep. got Pure Blend Pro from Botanicare. That's basically in this program just to bring the flavor, as we'll say, and some of the some of the funk. Some people use Bud Swell in place of that. Uh, then the PK thirteen fourteen, which is just your straight phosphorus, Sim- right? It's a simple PK boost. It's po- phosphorus and potassium boost for. That's what we talk about. You know, if you've heard any kind of type of bloom booster talk with Jake and I, uh, we'll be talking about at week three, week five. Uh, the cannabis plant can definitely benefit from an uptake, uh, you know, from uh, increased uh, p- potassium and phosphorus. And that's what the PK boost does. You only use it at very specific times. And I think they want you to use it. I don't know. I thought it was almost as early as week two. That can't that the can of feed chart says, but it's just a PK booster. Word. Then you got the uh, Calmeg Plus from Botanicare. That was just a pick from them, man. They said that they really like the uh the availability in there of the Calmeg. You can of course use your own Calmeg, but this is this program. And then General Hydroponics has one product in here called Rapid Start, which is a rooting uh 
I mean, it's a lot of things, but it, mainly they they have it as a rooting enhancer. I believe it has like that willow extract, some natural shit in it. I had hip, thought that that willow extract shit I like. was IBA. I thought it was just naturally occurring IBA as opposed to synthetic. I was told when I started studying IBA a little bit that there's naturally occurring IBA, uh, which is pretty cool stuff. And then they took that. And just like we talked about pyrethrin and pyrethums, you know, yep. they, they found permethrin this, as well. There you go. I don't even know how to pronounce those words, but how they how they take something in nature. You know, in in, in for pyrethrin, it was uh, this chrysanthemum, this this uh, poison that the chrysanthemums made, this this uh, pesticide, and then they just replicate it in a laboratory. So I believe that Rapid Start is the organic natural form of a naturally occurring form of IBA. And then uh, all you know the other type of the clone X's and all that type of stuff is the synthetic. That's the way I understand it. And if I'm wrong, please correct me, y'all. <laughs> and we'll uh, yeah, put the, I'll put this up. What, whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, we're missing something. No, no, yeah, man. okay, go ahead, go ahead. I what, see, what are you I see a big five pounder of recharge on top there, homie. We we made the list, homie. Yeah, you definitely have, and that was that's what grabbed my attention. You got to have your recharge and beneficials and bacteria and just overall growth. Stim- I mean, that's going to play well with everything in here as well as help bring bring the dank, as you yeah, say, man. That's going to keep everything in the root zone as opposed to uh going right out the drain holes man this is going to make that that everything that you put on there more efficient going to keep it more of it in the soil yeah and keep in mind guys what i'm bringing this to you it's coming from i mean this wasn't just picked for you know oh these people are helping the show or this or that this is i mean from the biggest store in, in the world with the most users and the most growers and there's guys literally with 100 lights hanging up using this so that's what really grabbed my attention with it 100 me, lights these guys are 1200 yeah, lights yeah, using this man for real and so it, and it's got great feedback so we'll definitely get it up to you i think we're just going to call it the house nutrient program man that sounds pretty sweet hey this is not any different than what i've been using for years i mean i don't use the rapid start because i have a real low uh low intensity cloning program where i literally have this like nice hot spot under under my clone <laughs> under my uh cuts seal. part of a plant off and throws it in another pot and walks away yes that is literally what i do man and water some recharge in there once you know a couple times a week actually i'm gonna do uh I'm going to show off that with the new video equipment we got because that is an extraordinary little little microclimate I got there. But I use Canna A and B. I use the PK thirteen fourteen. Uh, I use CalMag. I'll use Jake's CalMag instead. Uh, I like that little bit of nitrogen that he puts in there, and uh, I use Recharge. So I'm already pretty much on this program. Word the notes in it. I mean, this is for drain to waste cocoa, guys. Uh, basically, it's even all ppm values. We are down to that science or on a 500 scale. You do want to know what scale it's on when you're using your meters. And all, and this is pretty interesting. You want to add all the additives first and even in this order, starting with CalMag, then base nutrients in equal amounts until you've um, gotten to the desired PPM. So, you know, really in-depth as far as how they want you to do things. Then you want to pH the tank. They have a pH and veg of 5.6. I thought this was a little low, but I talked to them about it and says that the, the pH in the cocoa is naturally going to rise a little anyway, so you're good. Uh, right. pH in flour, 5.7. And then it goes through uh, basically the flour PPMs. We're starting off week one at 1,000, and we go up to 1,500. And all this is, of course, variable between. God damn, they're recommending to go. I mean, I'm, I'm getting crazy good results running that shit at 800 parts per million, man. 
Well, it, like I said, it depends. It depends on your, you know your your genetics, what they you know what they can handle. Of course, with any nutrient program, I'm starting off low. I'm not going to cut it all the way in half. I mean, I have gotten in trouble doing that. Where my plants are like, "Where's my food?" Yeah, but I ain't putting it at 1500 with recharge, man, because that's that's like turning it. You know, that's like turning it up another 30 percent, man. True, true. Some people want to want to want to want to push it a little bit. Uh, another note says weeks four, five, and six are the heaviest feed week. Hit highest PPM during these weeks. Uh, PK is added four, with five and six of flowering. Yes, sir. Got it. PK is added with other additives prior to base newts during week three to steer them away from veg into flower. It is used again at week five for bulking. So good notes there for sure. And then, and then the veg, basically they got you adding, uh, they, they say start by adding CalMag until PPM is at 250 to 300. This should take roughly five mils per gallon to achieve. In general, people feed CalMag every time they water at the rate of 5 to 10 mils per gallon. Right. Um, so they're saying then use 2 mils per gallon of rapid start with every watering in veg and then cut that out in flour. Uh, and, and more notes, as it goes on, I was just impressed with the notes made uh, for a, just a nutrient program to success. Yeah, man. Know. Who's going to sit in front of the computer and type that up, man? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get this up <laughs> on a... Yeah, good point. We're going to get this up on a PDF, though. I want to get, I love getting good, especially feed charts that are made of not just from one product line, but from growers, for growers, uh, from, you know, a great sales staff that has feedback from all the people doing this feed chart program. Of course, uh, you know, recharges in it. So that's money. That's money as well. Yeah, but that's a very detailed plan that's, uh, yeah, a lot, that's something of value right there. I mean, we need, we need to get that out to the DGC, yo. Yes, sir. All right, let's see. That's basically what's growing on with me, man. That was that was quite a bit. I think we got to get into uh, just some recharge it up. Come on, man. Come on. All right. So we uh yeah. Let's just roll into it, man. We you can- got it, man. You got it. You know, I've been getting a whole uh, uh bunch of questions about how to use recharge and hydro, man. I'll get calls all the time. I ironically did get a call just the other day, yeah, from somebody that was standing in a store out here in Colorado and Boulder. And then sales, yeah, it was like, what's up, man? We're concerned about, so it is one thing that throws people for a, a loop with this product is understanding it's use in hydro. So so if I'm getting calls every day about it, is it really that ironic that you got asked about it? No, you're right. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Ball buster, man. Uh, um, no, man, but, uh, you know, so I've just been telling people, man, you, a real heavy dose of it. I'm looking at this, uh, I've, you know, a, a liter container that i have i'll have a a little liter container you take that and you mix i mean it's not uh you don't have to be exact with this stuff you know so i mean i'll take a tablespoon you know granted i have access to plenty of recharge but i'll take a bunch of that you know i'll take a tablespoon up to i mean that's super heavy even like seven and a half mils so like a, a half a tablespoon put it in a liter and then just get it turns it black, man. Just a li- a liter of just water, and then I'll pour that over my deep water culture cells, man. You know, and I'm talking if I'm doing, I'm thinking like a real small, uh, you know, a four by four or something like that, man. Where the guys maybe got you know ten or twelve cells, and I'll just slowly pour it over the roots so it's making contact with the roots, and I mean that's all you need, man. You do that once a week bacteria is sticking to the roots those humic acids is that what you're calling gorilla glue no no the gorilla glue is just a story i got going man all right word you don't know about my gorilla glue (laughs) no i don't know about your gorilla glue gorilla glue is like by the time that my gorilla glue comes to harvest man it's not even going to be trendy anymore man from the cup right yeah it's i mean how's it doing 
It's fucking amazing, dude. Okay, so the cup was a few weeks ago, right? Uh, not even a few weeks ago. It was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. I guess yeah. that's a few. 420 plus. I'm just okay. <laughs> okay, so 420, all right? It's now 5.6. Um, I've got that thing to grow over a foot from a little tiny clone. Uh, now it's about... I don't know. I, I took a couple. Follow me on Instagram at Scotty DGC. Uh, you'll see I took some pictures of it yesterday. But it's 12, 13 inches tall. It's got, I counted seven cloning sites. I'm going to clone it tonight. And that's in two weeks, man. The only thing I used on that girl, I just, I planted her in some old, old soil that I had where I literally had just had old soil that I'd, re, you know, not soil, cocoa core that I'd recycled from, uh, you know, from a previous harvest. Did nothing special to it, planted it put some recharge in there and you know it took probably you know because it's a teeny tiny clone it took probably another week until i could uh you I, said you use recycled cocoa yep recycled cocoa so you do anything to it when you're done just recharge it up man <laughs> oh man i'm dude i'm lazy man that's what i'm trying to so tell you, you. i'm having cocoa, you, you take a look at the honey banana that i harvested and you you smoke it with me you don't do anything outside. to the cocoa though you'll use it a whole cycle yep and then just replant in it i shake it i shake the roots out of it there's so many back in the day still now probably i haven't looked in a while there's so many there's forums of guys there used to be oh you fill up your your hundred gallon container with all your cocoa and then you're going to want to run an enzyme flush through it all and then i'm like by after i'm like dude after doing all this crap i'm just buying more more cocoa it ain't that expensive but in an urban situation totally get it i have the luxury of i love to reuse my media out in the garden on the lawn i mean it's funny my my here, uh, people have been rolling out all their Scott's lawn fertilizer, dude. They're, I have heard of somebody talking about it the other day, the turf and something. Turf builder or something? Yeah, and I was like, oh, God. And like, you know what I use? Uh, indoor gardening soil. That's my main lawn fertilizer. I just right. rake that shit on every couple months. But regardless, um, yeah, I mean, if you, I just figured there'd be more um, nutrient in that media or maybe some, I guess that's a testament to saying that if you're using canna as your base, it's pretty clean and doesn't leave any residue or salt-based crap or you I think know it's also a testament to saying if you inoculate with recharge it eats it up not not only it's a buffer it does bacteria do go to work eating but that mycorrhizae starts concentrating on your roots and it provides a buffer it makes i think of like a wire and then a coating around around the wire the roots being the wire and then it just makes this coating and you could drop a bunch of salt on there you can drop a, a bunch of fertilizer on there it's got to still get through that coating. And how it gets through that coating is when the plant signals for it. So cool stuff, man. And uh, yeah, I do attribute the fact that, well, how can I attribute it to anything else? I did absolutely nothing. No base nutrients, nothing. Took this Gorilla Glue, you know, two weeks ago, planted it. You know, this was a clone that had sat in, you know, at the cannabis. How much cup. was the cut? Or how much was the cut? Uh, it was a gift, man. The guy was really oh, cool, trying man. to incriminate Scott on the show. <laughs> yeah, all officially awesome. recorded. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was a gift. Sweet. It was a gift. But um, yeah. Sorry, man. You got me cracking up now, man. We were on it. We were looking for this guy. We heard this guy, Cookie Maine, had the uh, had the Gorilla Glue, man. So you imagine us all. We had like a pack of 10 of us running around looking for Cookie Maine. Hold and, on. I got to check my Craigslist to see if anybody wants to give me some donations. Sorry, got me distracted too because there was a story in the news the other day where people are meeting people to sling herb that they, on Craigslist, and then the guy just the guy to the buyer shows up and just pulls out a gun and takes his car and everything. It's like, okay, guys, 
uh, yeah, don't be don't be hanging on Craigslist to sling herb. You know, yeah, I guess so, man. I never had a bummer on Craigslist, though, man. I've, I don't sling herb on Craigslist, but I've met cool people there before, man. I can't tell you when I first got to town, I didn't look through Craigslist to see what was up. See, and- there's pointless, awesome T-shirts right there. I sling herb on Craigslist. <laughs> that would be a good one to wear to the cup. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Where you were talking about, I don't know what. I don't even know what the fuck. I was we were in recharge it up, point, man, and you're reusing your media. Anyway, man, I don't. Do, I am a pretty darn lazy gardener these days, man. I use recharge. I use Canna A and B as my idiot proof base, and uh, I'll go in there, you know, once or twice a week. Literally, I'll go into my garden. You know, the a- a LED guru is here for the whole cannabis cup. I think we went in the garden for five minutes the whole four days he was there you know but i got my shit on drippers and dude i'm harvesting some beautiful genetics man some you know i'm not telling you that i'm the best grower in the world there's guys that you know go and mix their own organic nutrients every you know every single time and they've got some crazy good flavor but i'll be damned if i ain't growing some really really good tasting uh you know this honey banana that I just pulled out, man, it's fucking sick, man. Loaded with crystals, man. And it just grew by itself, man. Grew like my lawn. <laughs> grew like your lawn, huh? Yeah, damn straight, man. I'll have to come over and check it out, man. I haven't seen, I should give you a critique. I haven't seen your grow in a while. Yeah, so you know my favorite line, man. It ain't chess, it's checkers. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so was that, did we teach people how to use recharge and hydro completely? Is that did you cover all the bases? I do get believe too distracted? so. Re- recharge and hydro, man. You just dilute. You know, you can take half a tablespoon. Uh, you can take a full tablespoon, and you dilute that in. You know, you can do it up in up to a gallon of water. I like to make a real concentrated. You know, almost a. Sl- I don't say a slurry, but a real black concentrated thick concoction. If I'm going to pour it all over my. Uh, yeah. Uh, over hydro. So, yeah, I'll take, you know, how if I've only got a few little clones to do, I'll, I'll mix, you know, uh, a half a uh, a half a teaspoon, uh, half a tablespoon in a liter and I'll just pour it over there. Uh, if I've got a gallon, you know, I'll probably put like, uh, I don't know, a tablespoon, maybe even two tablespoons in a gallon. You know, it really depends on what I'm doing, you know, but mix a, a, a strong concoction, you know, mix, mix a strong cocktail of it up, I guess. And uh, just pour it over the top, man. That's that's the trick with recharge, man. Word, word. Well, I think we should uh, should roll on some Mendo here, man. Talk about what we've been smoking a little. Yeah, man. What kind of weed you smoking, man? I don't know. Why don't you guys roll here, smoke some your own with Mendo dope, and we'll be right back. We got yeah. what we're smoking and what's going on in our grows out here in Colorado. Come on, come on. Talk to you in a sec. Something to the roach ain't leaving nothing Roll another, keep it coming Don't know what you got in yours I can tell you what's in mine Cinderella 99 Hindu cushion cherry pie What you used to grow it with that mocha guano, mocha guano. Organic in the sativa OG taro I was burning when I smelled the smoke From someone else's blunt Said what is in that stuff you puffing on Reminds me of a skunk He was smoking Indo 
she was smoking out. And if there's brown weed in they blunt, we must be in the drought. Cause only the highest grade we blaze. Got enough weed to last for days. And whatever was in that backwood got my mind in a purple haze. Alright, can I guess what you're smoking? I mean, is it is it honey banana? Honey banana, <laughs> honey banana. That's right, man. That's right. And you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it, man. I used this was my Dynagro trial. That remember uh Dynagro had, had hooked us up with a couple gallons of their foliage pro and a couple gallons of their bloom. Word. Did so, you use both on it or just the bloom? I used the foliage pro. I'm still using the foliage pro and veg. Man, that's good shit. It's a one part, dude. I'm putting one part foliage pro. That's what I'm saying, man. I got to get lazier, man. One part in there, mix it up to about eight, nine hundred parts per million, and uh, come in and just take a two gallon watering can once a week, twice a week, and uh, put a shitload of recharge in that two gallon watering can. I was putting like a tablespoon of recharge in each two gallon watering can and just doing a, a once a week treat, man. Once man, I even dropped treat. the fish this time, man. I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, man. I got to get back. I was even too lazy to do that for probably the last three weeks of, of, of flowering. Yeah, aren't you the one that claims that helps bring the dank it too? De- yeah, it definitely. Did. Remember, I was complaining about you know something was missing in my in my weed for cannabis cup. I wasn't too psyched about the uh, couple of the strains. Yeah, yeah, but this honey banana does have me smiling, man. You I'll know, take it. I'll take it. Definitely a winner. Elemental seeds, honey banana. And about a nine nine week plant, and I'll be damned, man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's nothing. I won't say it's not that interesting, but again, uh, today a combination since uh, we had a leftover shatter. I don't shouldn't call it leftover shatter from the cup because no shatter's left over really, right? It's gonna like I don't know. You can, but regardless, it is mixed from Extractor Man out there. Thank yeah. you, Extractor Man. I heard a rumor that Extractor Man might be upgrading equipment soon, so I'm pretty excited about that. And he runs that Terp, right? He runs Terp, the Terp Extractors. extractors. I like yeah. these guys because they're right out of Fort Collins, man. Fort Collins zone. And homeboy's gonna come on and talk to us, isn't he, Mister Terp himself? Yeah, we're supposed to get 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 hooked up with him. We need a, a, a specialist in that area for sure. Uh, but also, uh, so I, my mix is the one from Extractor Man, which was LSD. Island Sweet Skunk and Citrix, and uh, I just have pen. a salad in the in the in the vape pen again. Yes, call me out. But then what I did, you I started changed. my day with that, um, and then I was like, you know what? I I got through uh, the purple train wreck that Alpalkin Alpalkin Alpacan Ugg hooked up, and I'm on to my next jar, which I forgot the name of it, so it must be all right. It's a really it's pretty good hard nug sativa, which I usually don't see super triked out so uh i wish i remembered the damn name but we'll uh yeah we'll do that next time around and also get hooked up with uh man have you been working on hooking up with any dispensaries or you know any anybody out here in colorado to come on i have not man they're uh i have not i don't feel like i speak the dispensary language man (laughs) i'm gonna try to hook up there's a couple guys you know that got the magazines that already have hooked up with all them all so i'm gonna see if i can get them to uh Maybe maybe do some dispensary well, reports for us. Yeah, and it's tough too. I mean, be like, so what do you guys do? It's like we we got to show to you know, teach people to grow their own. Oh well, I'm a dispensary guy, so maybe yeah. a little. Dude, it takes so much effort to you know, and you know, a commitment. I'll say, it really doesn't take a crazy amount of effort, but it does. I'm saying that I was up at three in the morning last night, um, watering my plants, man. You know, going through the motions. Yeah. Granted, I hadn't been there in three or four days. You know, I'd been really sick and everything, but. Yeah, man, you know, you got to 
spend a couple hours at you know at least a couple hours man so dude i am in yeah my three lighter for you know an hour i mean at least no i can't say that but it's almost it probably adds up to a minimum of an hour a day that's three hid lights and then one eight bulb t5 yeah but I'm really getting nitpicky, man. I'm treating it like, you know, like Mr. Miyagi Banzai shit in there. Like I see one leaf that has a little bad part. I'm taking that quarter of that leaf pedal off, like pretty man, anal stuff. But That's why he's the dude, man. Yeah, uh, dude comes over to, to my grow and he, he's like, what the? F- if you need help trimming, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. Let's roll this over then into what's going on in our grows. But before I do, I uh, want to give a shout out here. One of our primetime supporters, guys, if you are thinking about getting into LED uh, definitely go check out Spectrum King. Brendan yeah. over there has the videos, has the just the the straight talk. I'll call it the straight talk from Brendan at Spectrum King. He's done a multitude of tests and, and controlled tents. That's pretty cool. Comparing Gavita with the Hortolux HPS, all these different bulbs to his uh, his his Spectrum King LED. And not only that, what I'm starting to get into is people are starting to grow for different reasons. You know, one some guys are not growing just to grow uh, you know what is the strain like big bud you know just i'm gonna grow the biggest most chlorophyll filled flowers i can that aren't that strong yep, good luck with that because i Mar- can still get my price for it the well, market can't anymore yeah the market's changing so you got guys that are setting up and definitely growing strains just like a get a super triked out st- you know strain they're taking a whole plant and cutting down the whole plant hanging it up to dry without any trimming and then that plant's going to be pushed through, you know, something like from Terp Extractors, et cetera. Sure. So things are changing. And, uh, yeah, Brendan over there in Spectrum King's got a lot of info. And like I said, I can tell you they've come a long way. And I, I have a feeling they're going to be be a player in this LED environment. So, I mean, they already are. So they're just, you know, I think yeah, they're, they're, they're building a reputation real fast as being legit, man. Because it don't take many people to... You know, what's it take? You know, two months, a Dr. J type situation where the guy plops down, a, you know, a little over a G, picks one up, brings it back, does the Pepsi challenge with his uh, thousand watt HPS and says, dude, I get it, man. I see yeah. a lot. Exactly. I'm, I'm sold on uh, LED technology. I really am. I just not in a position to relight my entire room right now. I mean, I would, I would too. I should try and work out a deal with Brendan. I mean, I would hang up. I'd probably think I'd have to hang up about four of those to replace my, what do I, what am I, how many watts am I running? 20, 2200 watts in the bloom room. Okay. So I'm thinking I'd have to, but like you said, that's the only thing that really, you know, hits the pocketbook hard at the beginning. But then if he was on right now, he'd say, Hey, let's break down the math. And then sure. you're like, shit, that does make total sense. But it makes sense, man. You that's know? like one of the an analogy. I'll give you a great analogy. Scott loves analogies where it's like, you know, you can let your broken toilet leak forever and you know notice that not really notice it's adding five dollars a month on your water bill and never fix it how much did you pay over you know way too much for just to fix that flapper but people do that kind of stuff all the time sure all right what's going on in our grows man i'm a i'm a what do you want to take it away here uh yeah man i'm kind of excited i i talked to the o2 grow guys and i'm excited to get my unit man and i'm going to start doing some testing the first thing i'm going to do to see if it works is I'm going to put it in a bubble cloner. I guess there won't be any bubbles in it because this thing unit doesn't make bubbles. But a Yeah, bubble do you want to rethink that? Uh, I'm going to see if you, if you can put these things. A bubble cloner is something where um, the bubbles pop on the surface and it makes like these little kind of explosions and that just that's just enough to get uh, the bottoms of the stems wet. Uh, if we, we use it for cloning. So we clone, we take our, our, 
are the bottoms of the clones and then we stick them right at this you know on the surface of the water it can be in maybe a quarter inch of the water it can be out of the water a quarter inch but it's got to be right within i'd say i don't know a half inch three quarters of an inch of, of this of the surface of, of the water in the in the cloner and i mean for a bubble cloner you can use anything from a, just a five gallon bucket with some styrofoam and uh, yeah, so it's the most simple cloner there is. There's no moving parts to it. It's just uh, an air stone and, and oxygenated water. So I'm going to see if we can even eliminate uh, the air stone and just clone in what looks to be, you know, when you look at it, you would say that's just non-moving water. Yeah, I want to put it, I got a better idea, man. I want to run like a, a, a DWC system, pretty large one. With clear clear buckets, totally like you can see in there. Yeah, algae doesn't load it. Those no, all. dude, it'll be good because I'm gonna put a bunch of algae eater fish up in there <laughs> nice. and snails, and then I'm gonna load it up with goldfish and all kinds of shit, and then right let on. this the, this O2 unit run and not have to add any newts the whole grow. How about that? Why you just gotta add fish food? Oh no, I guess your algae. Look at you, man, Mister <laughs> Mister Circle of Life over there. That algae, man. man, that's gonna be like that. My kelp replacement, dude. It's gonna work great. Wow, patent pending, man. Yes, yes. That'd be cool. It'd be good to know. I'm excited to hear the interview and get some more info on it. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, the last thing going on in my grow is I got to get Todd. Temp needs Todd over, man, because, man, with three tons of AC, you would figure that I'd be able to get my uh, my, my room temperatures down below 85 degrees. Yeah, you got issues. Yeah, so, I mean, something's going on. I must be losing air. I bet he comes over and he finds a source where air is just you said last show you found out where you were losing air yeah i i'm sucking it out but still i'm still not able to get the temperatures down man i, I felt like i you know I'm, I'm thinking maybe i have another one of those type of problems that i'm not understanding you know airflow is a tricky thing i actually used to be an hvac and i mean it, it can be very deceptive you know you need your meters and you need to uh um really quantify uh the the amount of air moving because it can be very deceptive man yeah, I, 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 I'm going to say it's your setup, your different three-room setup kind of thing that's yeah, affecting you. three rooms for one AC. That's what I'm saying. So I'm losing, as I'm circulating that conditioned air, it's leaving the room and somewhere it's not coming back. You need so. to have that two head units, man. Spend more money. Two head three. units. I think you would need three in theory. And I, I remember talking to Todd. He was like, hey, man, that's when you start spending a fortune. <laughs> you know, and, and he also said there's a... The guys that have the three head units, um, I don't think Fujitsu, which is a, the manufacturer he yeah. loved, I, I don't think they had the configuration I wanted. I think I was going to have to go to a different configuration that was... I like that Fujitsu because it runs in negative 15 degrees, man. That, that bitch will fire up. Yeah, keep that in mind. In Colorado, guys, if you're putting in a mini split and you're running a sealed grow and you need to run your AC in the wintertime instead of a cold air intake, it ain't going to work unless it's rated for it. Yep. And you want them to work when it's cold. So, I mean, people say, well, I could just pull in my outside, I mean, outside air, but not all gardens are set up for that. If I can just turn on my AC. Yo, I'll just know. open up a window and crank up the bloom boosters. Exactly. Yeah, that, that'll work. That'll work well. <laughs> That's all I got, man. That'll be, and, yeah, if you guys are out here in Colorado, you look up, uh, Todd's a great resource. Uh, as far as HVAC goes, sometimes he tries to talk grow a little bit, but like yesterday, I was actually two days ago out on a job with him. Actually, Scotty might agree with this, and he was telling the the guy that's setting up his grow. He's like, "Yeah, man, and you can." We're talking about setting up the floor, so when they water through it, you know, it's a slant floor to one side and a sure. drain system and all this. 
And he's like, well, you know, just after you get your runoff, you can have it go right back to your collection area and just rewater. You can use that to water your plants again. I'm like, yummy, Dude. yummy. I'm like, no, don't listen to Todd about grow. Like, you don't want to use your drain to waste water again unless it's in your outdoor garden or on your lawn or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Man. There's a but, reason it's called drain to waste. His number, uh, since he's my neighbor, hook him up with the, the, the ad 720-312-1015. Tell him the dude to send him. I might, he might buy me a six pack or something. All right. All right. Since he doesn't, he's not a toker either. So you don't have to worry about your HVAC guy being too high or anything like that. It does not burn it at all. Looks like he probably does though. Like he's, <laughs> he's pretty chill. Actually goes to burning man and whatnot, but yeah. does not burn. He's the only guy at burning man. That's not fucked up. <laughs> all right. What's going on, my grow man? I picked up my forty-five gallon smart pots yesterday. Nice. Um, got a bunch of seven oh seven on the cheap from Roots, uh, just because those are the twenty-gallon bags for nineteen bucks. Mm. And uh, I guess outdoors you'll be all right, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine, dude. I'll be sitting back, like I said, like Doctor Tom said, sitting back in my chair with an IPA and a joint, and just watching bugs eat other bugs and sure having, yeah <laughs> yeah it's fun that comes i don't know it just pisses me off man that everybody i talk to with roots uh says they get uh geez not spider mites says they get fungus, fungus naps, naps. Yeah. yeah they kick in more and i've heard it's from that they put manure in there where there's already like the i don't know if it'd be the larva or the eggs but regardless right you can handle those i did last grow i don't know if i mentioned yet almost all of my grow uh used azimax uh, the first, I probably cut it out after the first month of flowering, but all throughout veg, at least once every four waterings off the top of my head, I would be drenching Azimax. No issues with the uh, fungus gnats. I know we talked on the show before that Azimax, Azadiractin, can have a negative effect on some soil biology, but with my re-inoculation constantly using recharge at half rate every watering, I'm not concerned. I don't see it affecting the grow. But I'm getting the plants prepped to go outside. So what you guys want to be doing is making sure you're hitting. I'm using the uh, Armor Coat Silica from Grow More. Make sure you're making these plants strong. I'm drenching them more than I would with Azimax. I want to get them systemic. So I want them sturdy. So if a bug comes on one, it's going to be hard to chew on that leaf. We heard when we had, uh, who was it? Um, from Maybe it was from uh, Dynagrow. Back in the day, we did an interview. Dave? Could be, yeah. I, th- I thought it was him that mentioned it. They did the clinical trials with plants treated with the silica and not. Oh, sure. And, like, yeah, leaf sure. miners have hell of a lot. Everything's going to have way more trouble. As I've said before, it's like, you know, do you want to chew on a really dried up piece of beef jerky or do you want that moist, tender shit that you can just dominate, you yep. know? So I want to oh, make they my. They serve the tender shit next door, man. Yeah. You got to go next door. I want to make my leaf material tough you know so it's resistant to the bugs and then also not tasting good getting the asmax systemic in there and then on top of that i'm definitely going to be spraying them as well of course weekly outdoors mainly with uh as a direct and transport and i'll probably throw in a little bit of uh yeah kelp i don't i haven't been going with the growth rate you get outdoors i don't find the need to really foyer feed the plants i mean i just they grow too quick it's like i got to keep them in, in check so those plants I'm going to take out. I got three gallon containers uh, that are going into the 45 gallon containers, and those will probably go out this weekend. It's been it's been rainy and cool and wet here in Colorado. It's been a good spring. Everything's about to pop off. Beautiful, uh, but that ties into humidity, man. When you got you, one thing, when you're doing the my garden doesn't suffer as much, but when you're doing the constant air exchange, as I mentioned earlier, people hanging up a bunch of gavitas. They're not going to climate control their their whole room with you know huge you need mini split like mad when you're putting ten lights in a room bare bulb. 
So they're just going to do the constant air exchange. They're up at altitudes. So the air is cooler anyway. Kind of at the mercy of the environment. If you got to be there a bit to control, um, you know, your air intake, your set points. If it's humid outside, it's humid inside. If it's dry outside, it's always dry inside. Usually that's the case here in Colorado. Gardens don't have enough humidity. But my garden lights off. I usually go down to like... 30% maybe humidity with my dehumidifier has to run when the lights are off because I do no air exchange when the lights are off. You guys, you don't have to do air exchange at all when the lights are off, even if you're doing a, a garden that you don't enrich with CO2. Not, the plants aren't doing anything. Watch your humidity though. I mean, you don't want, if my humid, dehumidifier is not running with lights off, I climb up to 80% plus. Holy crap. Which That's I, a lot of transpiration, man. Yeah, I don't want, right? I don't want that, especially when my flowers are getting bigger. Uh, and now with it being rainy out here, because it's humid everywhere, I can't get it below 50 with my lights off and running the dehumidifier. So it's just something to always keep in mind, you know, watch ahead with the weather. It's just like my fan speed control, my max six, when it's super cold out, I can turn that thing down to speed one. Uh, so you got to make sure you're adjusting your indoor garden for things that are going on in the outdoors as well. See, I need temp needs Todd, man. I'm at 36% humidity, man, which is kind of strange considering it how much should be rained. efficient for the air conditioner, right? The less humidity you have, the more efficient your AC can run, right? Yes. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know, man. You you always tweak we'll check it. it You're out, always man. tweaking over there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tweaking man. at three in the morning last night, man, in the grow room. Just getting yeah, and Scotty does not have a quiet grow room nor good cell service because you know, give him a call it's like he's answering the phone <laughs> in an engine compartment huh yeah i'm like was... oh your garden and never mind i'll call you back it's just because i got fans running wide fucking open man i remember back in the day dude i knew scotty ran these two one cool th one cool moment in my garden history is when i there was a, a fad i'd called of running liquid lumens so if you don't know what those are those are water jacket sleeves that go over your thousand watt HPS bulb, right. and then you usually would hang an adjust wing reflector above them. Uh, and, you know, in theory, it was pretty cool, you know, but you'd have to get like a big, you know, I had four lights. I think I had a quarter or a half horsepower chiller, 55 gallon water res dedicated to the lights. But man, that was a quiet, peaceful grow room because no inline fans right. for my lights. And uh, it was cool to see. And again, I wish I would have figured out how you could add fish to that system so you could see fish swimming through your little liquid lumens while you're looking. They would have been so unhappy. Please turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah. And that was, man, yeah, that was a crazy setup. But I don't think it worked that bad. I mean, I got yield with it. Oh, I got yield, man, but I was putting crazy amounts. That was when I was just doing a couple plants. You had pex tubing running all over, like spider web with water everywhere. Yeah, that was, an, that was an interesting time. Yeah, man. I didn't get shocked to death either, man. Imagine that. I almost did yesterday. I got, I got two pounds, six ounces off of one plant with those liquid lumens because you could shove them right in the middle of the, of the plant, man. Yeah, run them put, vertical and stuff too. Yeah, I'd run them vertical and do like a diamond pattern around two plants, man. And just huge, huge monsters, man. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. I've never grown plants in a 45-gallon container outdoors I'm only going to grow a couple this year, so I figure why not go super big. Right. Plus, I get to work on my tiki grow hut again, man. It needs a little... It lasted through the winter, dude. There's old neighbor Tempneed Todd's over there giving me shit about my whatever rigging, you know, just rigging everything up, dude rigging, we'll call it. And uh, man, it lasted straight through the winter. We get plenty of high winds out here. And right. I got one panel, one of my polycarbonate panels is flapping in the wind a little bit, but... Like I said, I just bought my next 50 pack of eight foot long inch thick bamboo. I'm going to go out there and get to work. Bamboo is a hell of a material. Dude, I go. can't, man. If I were to build something out of wood, it would be so unsquare. And bamboo, you can, you can like mold it how you want it. You know, 
I have bamboo, zip ties, a uh, little bit of uh, gorilla tape, and man, I can build. I can build up some sturdy shit. Yeah, damn man. A little bit of rebar. Rebar goes in the ground, and then that one inch bamboo hollow in the middle slides right over the rebar perfectly. Uh-huh, it's pretty sweet, man. Wow, I didn't know that. That's the same as like those PVC pipe kind of concept we were talking yeah, about. I, what, I, what, what did I want to see on the side of my house with protecting my cannabis? A bunch of beautiful bamboo or white plastic ass PVC, man. Ew. This looks. It looks. It looks natural, man. I like it, man. I like it. that. It's very dude of you, man. Yes. Well, guys, we're gonna get ready to put it in the bag. Uh, news, maybe some news for show news. Uh, Scotty's fully convinced, and we are leaning in the direction here of coming at you Fridays with a video show, uh, which will also be uh, transcribed. I guess I'll say into a podcast. You'll still get the audio if you want, but yeah, we want to be. You're able gonna to sh- write it into a podcast. Yes, you I want to be able to show people to have the option. So when I'm when I'm talking about this crazy atomizer here, we have sitting in our studio table here the. The setup of yeah, our the full cocoa, video studio, the, the the cocoa A and B, and all this nutrient crap we talked about. It'd be cool, I think, for some people to in, indulge in it, and and they could see how good looking I am, Scotty. Yeah, hey, you, shit, you can see my eyes pumping blood. <laughs> man, old King, we tried to find him at the cup, man, didn't didn't find him. <laughs> I think he's gone for good, dude. Love to have him on. Hey, uh, what else, man? Can't Any- be four hundred pounds smoking a pound a day, man, and uh, and be around for too long, you know. Don't forget to use the account, man. If you're a Colorado grower, head on over to Way to Grow. Seven stores. Got the biggest store up in the mountains. Dude Grows account is good at all of them, as well as the Dude Grows bulb deal. Oh, man, that's the bomb right Hot action. $60 1,000-watt Hortilux HPS. Buy one or 1,000. No problem. $60 all day long. Uh, And other than that, man, I think we're going to put it in the bag for today. we got plenty, plenty of growing on. We'll be back at you Friday with this week in cannabis. And yeah, man, get guys get ready for outdoors. If you're growing outdoor, make sure you got all your ducks in a row. If that's how it goes, or is it dogs in a row? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great time. And if you if you haven't done it and you're on the fence post, guys, just think about it, man. There's probably a spot in your yard, especially if you're a lot in a state that allows it, where maybe you just pull off one five gal, or maybe you just do one three gal on your balcony or something. Right. Uh, it's very rewarding to see these plants growing outdoors, how they should be in nature. Ah, uh, so true, man. So true. Let me go get my Birkenstocks on. <laughs> all right, guys, dude, grow show, man. We'll be back. Thanks for all of the support. And please tell your grower friends and tell your hydro store. Tell them all about it. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Take it easy. All right.
Oh, 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 oh,